0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops and he shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left
1: leg and kicks it away from Lynette. I was going in. In tight, to O trying to go back to forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames.
0: The Flames win it! Yeah! Baby! Sportsnet
2: 960 The fan. You made it. It's Friday. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan. The fan. The Flames game night. Friday night action down at the Dome tonight. That's exciting. Rare. It is rare. Yeah. Exciting. Change up. A little blues action for you. Are you more likely to get banged up on a Friday night game than a Saturday night game because you have that extra day to recover for normal people who work? Normal people. That's really good For people who work Monday to Friday? Because a lot of people work shift work. A lot of people work weekends. I understand all that. I did that for... I work weekends. I work Sundays. So I'm just saying, is there... Does it give you a longer leash to get banged up on a Friday night game?
0: I don't find that I've gotten to the point of my life where I need the 48 hours to recover mm. yet. So um, I don't discriminate between Friday and Saturday. Right. I'll get banged up on either one. Okay.
2: I think there's a longer leash.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that as you get older, that's that becomes a fact. Don't get me wrong. There's yep. been some instances where it starts to trickle over a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never been so... I I haven't had yet a Monday on our show where I was like, oh Saturday,
2: still, still feeling that. Mm. My goodness. Either or. I've uh, I've had the chance to taste some of those sweet sweet beers down at the dome. Mmm. They go down easy. Yeah. They're fun. They sure do. Yep. A couple great Western lights. Sure. Or maybe some shout out to Great Western original sixteens. Uh, there's one thing I do like in the nuclear bomb shelter that is the. Um, What do they call it? The The Doug Lacey Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. Thank you. Uh, It's essentially a nuclear bomb shelter. Yeah. Because it's in the bowels of the Scotiabank Saddle, dome. If you could survive on... Beers. Beers. And water.
0: And water. You're fine. Beer would be more of a meal. There used to be jerky in there.
2: Really? Yeah. Had a jerky sponsor. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, By the way, we are coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio. Um I am uh I'm going back home today for Christmas. Stupid Ontario George. So uh I'm doing shows next week from home. So you and I will be uh I'll be across the country while you're here doing shows. Now what should be like the Doug Lacey studio on location in Ontario or just you're at the Doug Lacey basement systems downtown studio?
0: I don't know. I I I think Doug sponsors it all. I think wherever we're doing the sure. show from, I think Doug Lacey's okay. They're slapping their name on it. The Ontario so, Bureau, this yeah, <laughs> the Ontario <laughs> Remote Office. Yeah, I think we should do that. The uh, remote headquarters of at 960, sponsored by Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Yeah, I think we should do that. Okay, sure. Yeah, rolls off the tongue. Why yeah. not? What super, could go wrong?
2: Super interested. Um, we got uh, we got we got stuff for you today. Heaps. We got we got s- Chris Kerber. Friday. Yeah fri uh, Chris Kerber, St. Louis radio play-by-play announcer join us at 7 o'clock. Uh, Blues in town. Uh, they stormed back to beat the Oil last night. No. What do you mean no? Well, they lost. I just said they stormed back to beat the Oil last night. Did the Oilers won. Did they? Yeah. Uh, what? No, the Blues won. Leon Drysail scored in overtime, didn't he? No, it got waved off. No way. I turned the game that off. That was the controversy where it got waved off. I turned the game off and went to bed. Yeah. Well, that makes me look awfully dumb this morning. Hey, do you remember when I said, hey, there's some controversy on the offside, whether or not it was offside for Connor McDavid?
0: I thought it would have been earlier in the game because I knew the goal was scored by Leon Dreisaitl.
2: So, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Really? You had me questioning me for I'm like, did? Wait. No, yeah, the Blues won last they night. They
0: waved that off.
2: Wow. See, yeah, I just shut her down.
0: as wow. soon Wow,
2: your qu- quick trigger on the TV. I was ready to go to bed, man. I, I was guess. Like, I was
0: like, I can't believe I'm staying up to watch overtime of the Blues and the Oilers. Yeah. I just want this to be over. Uh, and as soon as Drysaddle knocked that thing in, I shut her down.
2: Full disclosure. I, I was
0: listening to the football game, too, so yeah, I didn't have I, the audio. Uh,
2: that was my evening last night. That's I funny. was... Uh, <laughs> I had I a got very, to, change
0: the, I got to change the morning report.
2: <laughs> yeah, had very, had a very exciting uh, evening last night. Did a lot of laundry and then was uh, oh. watching football. Good for you. Yeah, a very exciting evening last night. What do you think it of the game? It was heart pounding. It was, again, it's what I've been saying all year. The San Francisco 49ers defense is championship level. Brock Purdy looked good last night. And again, it's only two starts in the National Football League. He looks good. We'll see when the competition gets a little stiffer. Because uh, he did play the Miami Dolphins and the Seattle Seahawks who have struggled lately on defense. When there's more tape out on Brock Purdy, we'll see what he does. But Kyle Shanahan's such a wizard. He's so smart to put him in, in good spots. And the 49ers are great. Yak yards after the catch. Uh, they're dangerous. That defense looks incredible. Nick Bosa is such a force out there. He is so ferocious. They got weapons ev- at every
0: position. Yeah. Yeah, they every
2: do. Single po- except for maybe quarterback and Brock Purdy showing that right. and, he's not even that bad. And they were talking about it last night on the broadcast because uh, uh, that handsome SOB, Jimmy Garoppolo, although how strikingly good looking that guy is. Loves uh, him a porn star. Yeah. yeah whoa. Hey, now. Uh, he's not very mobile, but Brock Purdy is a little mobile.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can get out there. Yeah. I love the first touchdown to Greg Kittle. The double fake. George Kittle? <laughs>
2: George Kittle. Yeah. <laughs> His Greg. brother, Greg Kittle. His brother, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> His dusty brother, Greg. Steve Kittle <laughs> with the big catch last night. Good old Rickster Kittle. <laughs> look left, look yep.
0: right, right down the pipe. Uh-huh. I love that. That was good. Um, Wait. I have a question for you that I was wa- uh, thinking about when I was watching Brock Purdy yesterday. Okay. And I want to ask Charles Davis about this on Monday. Okay. He was the ninth quarterback taken in the draft. Mr. Irrelevant. That's all we've ever right. heard. You sure it was ninth? Uh, ninth quarterback taken. Okay. I looked yesterday. All right. Um, How much of those other, well, seven teams, because Pittsburgh took two quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah. How much of those other seven general managers kind of, or scouting staff sweating a little bit? No.
2: No? You know what it is uh, in the National Football League, and we'll get to some Flames talk straight ahead, too. Um, It's your situation. Patrick Mahomes never would have turned into Patrick Mahomes sure. if he didn't play for Andy Reid. Yeah. Like, Josh Allen wouldn't have exploded into being Josh Allen without being in that system with Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, and Brian Dayball calling the place. You have to have the right situation. I
0: agree, but that doesn't change the fact that if there's an owner, or pardon me, a general manager of one of these teams that drafted a quarterback before Brock Purdy, if he's getting a call from his general manager at some point yesterday in that game, he's going... Oh, good. Yeah, but because with all due respect, that's to, the uh, big thing in the in the NFL. It's the politics, right? If this guy is not better than my guy, then why? You
2: yeah, know, well, that type of stuff. Again, it's it's all situation. And you said about all the incredible playmakers in San Francisco. Yeah. And you have a really smart head coach. And they like to play a specific way. And their general manager, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, are in lockstep with how they want to play. It's all about situation. You look at a guy like Baker Mayfield. How the hell was Baker Mayfield taken ahead of Josh Allen? Yeah. But again, it's all the turmoil that Baker Mayfield had in his career. Look at a poor guy like Sam Darnold. Had so many different OCs, head coaches with the Jets. Now he's in Carolina, all these other situations. A lot of it has to break your way, and you have to be in the right situation to blossom as an NFL quarterback. Because a lot of these guys are uber talented to begin with, but you also need to be in the right situation. Joe Burrows may be the shining example of a guy who persevered and actually is so damn good that he he kind of – threw off the, the terrible bungles and what a joke organization was, the terrible cheapskate owner. And all of a sudden he, he got through all that. And Zach Taylor is a guy who basically had no experience. He shook Sean McVay's hand and got a job in Cincinnati to be yeah. their head coach. And things are hunky dory in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, at quarterback. It's all about your situation.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. But my point isn't necessarily about. Yeah, I'm sure there's some GMs go. What are you
2: doing, scouts? It's mostly about
0: how you're scouting, how you're uh, analyzing all this type of stuff. That's all I was thinking about as I'm watching this uh, last pick in the draft. Go out there and drop dimes
2: all night long. Um, was thinking about this walking into work. My very long commute. Yep, all three minutes of it. Six. Okay. Uh, very long commute walking into work. Sorry. Um we we talked about this yesterday. Flames have 18 one-goal games this season and 11 one-goal losses. Right? Leads the NHL in both categories. Correct. Um is there a stat I could care more less about than that? Like that's like oh we have these many loser points. It doesn't matter. Well, Uh You're playing close games, sure, but the team is designed to play close games. Under the system of the head coach, I'm sure you'd trade a couple of those uh, one goal uh, losses for maybe three or four goal losses and have a couple extra wins in the win column. To me, it's an inconsequential stat because I've been thinking about it. I'm like, who cares that they've had 11 one goal losses? Ooh, close, but not close enough. It doesn't matter. The,
0: the one goal losses isn't the thing to me. It's the one goal games. Why? Because you're in close games all the time. It shows exactly the problems of this team. But they this team is score supposed to be in
2: close games all the time. Th-
0: they were last year too, and they weren't nearly as much. This is a team that last year was able to score with Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, and Elias Lindholm every night. They were good for a goal or two. And yeah, they were designed to win close games. That's how Daryl Sutter teams are designed to win. But there was a lot more games early on in the season last year that they were kind of done by the third period, and you just had to hold on. And this team didn't blow any leads last year either. Mm. I think they had two blown leads the entire season when they led after 40 minutes of play. That has not been the case this season. They've got like four times that many already and went through 30 games in the year. So, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a relevant stat for sure. You're playing in all these close games. It's better than being blown out. You know, another thing that a lot of coaches will always say is, If you're looking at the standings, you're trying to figure out who's the pretenders and and who's for real. If you're playing in close games, you're keeping your goal differential right around zero. That means you just need a couple of good games where you blow up offensively. All of a sudden, that goal differential blows up. You get a few points. You run on a little streak, and all of a sudden, you find yourself in the postseason. I think playing in in close games is is good for the team, and it gets you used to how playoff hockey is going to be. Shows you how you have to be in these games. You can't make mistakes. You can't press for no reason If you're up by a goal, it's about learning those situational moments. So, I don't know. I think it's good for the team to be in all these one-goal games. You got to start winning some of them, that's for sure. Uh, Flames minus three in goal differential. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Anything that's kind of give or take five, up or down, that's serviceable. Mm. You want to be, obviously, higher. Sure. But it's not, like, insurmountable. It's not like oh, them just hanging around a playoff spot as a fugazi because they've they've got like a minus 12 to 15 uh, to 20 goal differential when okay your losses you're getting abs you're getting your teeth kicked in
2: sure here's here's another reason why i think it's a little overrated and sure. we're talking too much about it we've seen a ton of comebacks in the nhl this season which is great for the product this isn't the 19 the mid 90s devils or early 2000s when they just choked the game and they had a one-goal lead, and the game was pretty much done. No, we're seeing a lot of exciting play. That team who was in here a couple nights ago, the Vancouver Canucks, synonymous with blowing leads and trying to fight back into games. Super fun, entertaining hockey. Poor Gabby there, Bruce Boudreaux behind the bench, probably taking more years off his life, but it's super exciting. Uh, We're seeing that a lot in today's NHL, and I think maybe that's why that number is skewed right now about these one-goal games, because again, I just think it's an overrated stat. It's just like getting, it's just like being excited about loser points, which by the way, does anybody like the loser point in the league? And I know Gary did this for parody because, oh my God, it's so, it's just, it's just fake playoff races to keep more teams involved when they're really not in the playoff race, but it just looks like on the standings that they're actually involved. Because who hates three-point, everyone hates three-point games in March when teams are trying to gain ground on teams, and both teams are getting points.
0: I think it's interesting. I think it keeps it interesting. Well,
2: But again, it, make, it just it just breeds more parity in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've always been a proponent of three points for a regulation win. Which, yeah, and I
0: don't know, that's a conversation that you could spend all day going back and forth on. I like the way that it's laid out right now. Two for Two for the victory. If you make it to extra time, you get the one. Like, I don't know, it's... I hate the shootout, but I also understand it's necessity. I like the parity. I like having all these teams involved. I thought last year was boring as hell in the Eastern Conference. When you had everything set by November or early December. Like, that was lame. That was awful. And if you take away these loser points, all of a sudden you're going to have a lot more of that by January, early, mid-year, that type of thing. I... If you want to call it fake, that's fine. But I like the playoff races because we can see, we've can we seen it in the NHL many times. Even the eighth seed can go all the way to mm-hmm. win the whole damn thing.
2: Now, uh, tonight against the Blues, um, Derek Wills is going to join us too later on in the show. The play-by-play voice for the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. And our man Tommy Wielden Jr., Calgary FC manager uh, and head coach, will join us at 830. We'll tee up the World Cup final which goes Sunday morning, Argentina-France. Mm-hmm. Should be a slobber knocker. Um, Let's what go the, Argentina. Yeah, that's that's the one you have in the pool. Um, what are the chances we see Milan-Lujic in the lineup tonight?
0: Because it is the Blues, a team that can come in and, and play a pretty heavy game, I could perhaps see it... I don't know. Like... <sighs> Is he going to give you better minutes than a Milan Lucic down there? Mm. Trevor Lewis has an important role to play. Radam Zahorna is taking a hold of that center position. Like, the only way I'm doing that is if you feel like Brett Ritchie has been more of a detriment than anything else that he's brought to the table over the last two games. And I don't
2: necessarily see it that way. I think he's been quite fine. I think internal competition is great for a team. Yeah. Pete Carroll's a guy. We saw him last night. Sure. The guy's like, Eighty-five years old, and he runs around the sideline like he's still, you know, in his twenties. Um, he always he always talks about internal competition, and I think that's good for this Flames team. But that's great that you're doing the right things and playing the game the right way, like Daryl Sutter wants. But still, scoring's an issue here. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that uh, they have this a little bit of depth, which is fine. That you can go to a maybe Matthew Phillips and Zahorna, or you know, you put Milan Lucic back in the lineup. But who's scoring for this team? I like the internal competition, but at the same time, who's putting the biscuit in the basket? Because you put Milan Lucic back in the lineup, who I'm sure is stewing that he hasn't played in a few games. Extremely. Stewing. Um, he hasn't scored this year. So it
0: doesn't help your problem with goals. Yeah. Like if you're putting Milan Lucic in, I don't, it's a net zero move for me. It doesn't move the needle as far as what this team has actually needed. Over the course of this losing streak, which is one goal at a key time in the game. And I don't look for number 17 to do that. I like for number 17 to run around in the first period, lay through a few big hits on defensemen and kind of get them rattled and hear in footsteps, maybe go and bump a guy who throws a a borderline hit. And that's kind of what I'm expecting from number 17. Whereas, you know, Brett Ritchie, it's, it's pretty much the same, but five goals on the season, He's shown that he's got a little bit more of uh, a nose for the net this year. You know, you bring up a good point with Matthew Phillips, but my point yesterday was who's played bad enough in the top nine that you're telling them Matthew Phillips deserves a spot over you? Because as much as you're managing this roster and trying to put the pucks in the net, you have to manage 20-plus personalities for the remaining 50 games of the season. Mm -hmm. And... I don't think if you're going to Blake Coleman and you're saying, listen, Blake, you've done everything you, we've asked. You've played excellent beside Michael Backlund. You've been one of our most consistent players all year long. We're going to go play you on the fourth line so that we can give Matthew Phillips a little bit of time in the top nine. I just don't see that message being the right one that you want to send to the team. Matthew Phillips, I would love to see him get back in the lineup and really get an opportunity to show what he can do because I felt like the last two games... Like I've talked about the script was poor for him. So much special teams and just out of sync play. Those games never felt like they got into a rhythm. And that's what I want to see for Matthew Phillips. Mm-hmm. But when is that opportunity going to come?
2: That's the interesting part, too. Um, more straight ahead on this Flames and Blues game in the Rose report. Um, by the way, the Blues did uh win last night. Yeah, I heard that. I got a yeah and a texter was like, I change. didn't know either. I slammed the remote down and turned off the TV when they scored. See? And it's happy too. <laughs> Look at so that. You're not the only one. Awesome. awesome. Right. Um <laughs> today is the tenth day of the 12 days of Christmas at our friends at Wild Rose Brewery, where at I think we're going to do this in the 730 hour. Um I want to hear your holiday um confessions. Uh, can we grab something Confession. that somebody whispers confessions, Alex, please?
0: Can we just get, can we just record GVP doing it?
2: We hey, can get that done. Garrett, can I hear you say confessions? Can you do it? Confessions. Perfect. That'll can work. Can you record yeah, yourself doing real that? Good. Yeah, I can, I can do that. Okay, because um, I want to, I want, this is, this is how you're going to win a prize today. And by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, the the further we go here to day 12, the prizes are getting bigger and bigger. From wild rose brewery just saying yesterday was a 50 dollar gift card yeah we gave away like a sweet we gave away a beanie yeah like early on which is also sweet but, but not a 50 not a 50 dollar gc right so these things keep going uh we want to hear your holiday confession something that really irks you during the holidays and we want you to air that air your dirty laundry on our radio station this morning yeah on the text line 960 960 name and location we're going to give you a chance to call in. And as always on this show, if you call in, chances are you got a better shot at winning a prize.
0: And last, last prize of that $50 GC, you call in, pretty good chance. I'm going to say we only have five phone lines, so yeah. if you
2: get through, Yeah. it's 20%. But we also want you to swim around in the pool of truth. Splish, splash. To give us your holiday confession. confession. So something that really irks you, rubs you the wrong way during the holidays. Maybe it's going to your in-laws. Maybe it's your you know girlfriend's parents you just can't stand. If you air your holiday dirty laundry with us, it could be anything during the holidays that really rubs you the wrong way. Yep. 960-960, name and location. If you give us a good enough story, you win a prize. Here's mine. I'm leaving today going home for Christmas. Mm. I could easily say to you, Alex and Garrett, see you next year. (laughs) I hate when people say, see you next year. Like if it's, if it's New Year's Eve and then you're going to see you the next day, they think it's funny. They think it's clever. See you next year. I hate that during the holidays. That's fair. I like that. That's I a good hate one. it. I, I'm also not a
0: huge fan of um, some of these idioms that we like to throw around around okay. the holiday season. That's a good one. Uh, I also, and there's someone on the text line who's thinking the exact same way. I hate going to malls. Like, I don't like being around that many people. The only time I like being around that many people is at a sporting event. Okay. Um, Because at a mall, it's different. Everyone's focused on themselves, and it's terrible. And I hate being in lines. I cannot stand during the holiday season when a mall does not take proper care of their parking lot, so you don't know where any of the lines for the stalls are and it turns into just a barren wasteland of chaos in the parking lot in the mall around them Mm -hmm. so that you can never find a spot because all of a sudden this row that was for 100 cars can only fit 45 because everyone's just parking willy-nilly. That's fine if you're rolling up to the ODR in a gravel lot and you don't have any lines and you just do whatever you want, but
2: in a big mall, (laughs) clean it up, figure it out. Okay, uh, tech, uh, technical director slash producer this week, Alex Brody. Uh, what's the one thing?
1: Give us your holiday confession. All right, my my <sighs> biggest holiday pet. Peeve. No, you have to say confession. Confession. Thank you. There you go. Um, Secret Santas that get planned. <laughs> okay. But then never actually happen. Oh. So oh, okay. this is a roast to me and my friends. Um, <laughs> so every year I go back to Manitoba for Christmas, right? Hmm. Uh, On purpose. Every- I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> nice. Get them. Sorry, man. Got to get a
1: Manitoba jab in there. Um, yeah. But so we always plan a Secret Santa. We always draw names. But for the past three years, we haven't actually got together and done it. So now I owe three gifts instead what? of one this Wait, year. What do you mean you still owe these gifts? Because my friends are they're adults and they know how to like, buy stamps and they mail stuff. Whereas I don't so so I... you were... okay, so wait, I'm the bad friend. So okay.
2: you've received gifts the last two Christmases yet didn't reciprocate.
1: yeah, pretty much. okay, but so
2: you're a jerk. yeah, I blame. So I... your friend should actually call it with their confession and say, Alex is a
1: cheap bastard who didn't get us a gift. Hey, I'm getting three this year. It's supposed to happen. So what's the dollar amount on these things? Uh, 30 bucks is usually our limit. Okay, so we don't go too mm. crazy.
0: What about the guy who doubles the limit on the Secret Santa oh. gift and has the oh. and has the gift that is like egregiously better than everyone else's? And everyone's like, "Man, you're so good at this!" And it's like, "Dude, he he broke the rules." What are we talking about
2: here? Um, Garrett, our technical director, uh, doing a bang up job this week. Do you have a holiday confession? Uh, my confession would be: yep. Is why is eggnog just a seasonal drink? <laughs> give me, give me the nog year round. So okay, let me get this straight. It's a hot day in July. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> it's a scorching hot day in July. You just came out from. I think from, you know, a sweet treat. Yeah, you get know, you just came out. Day. Maybe you went on a hike. You went for a good run, and you're yeah. like, you know, what to really quench my thirst An right now? Icy cold glass. Some really nog. icy cold, really thick yeah. glass of eggnog. Arctic chill eggnog. Okay. Yeah. I like that. You, right. you Are you a put rum in the eggnog guy, too? Yeah, why not? All right. You know what? Little I, nutmeg? Uh, Even yeah. go hardcore? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, allspice. Don't goof around with the nutmeg. A little oh. allspice instead. Just saying, we've started doing that this year.
2: You want another pro tip for the holidays? Yeah. From your Uncle Georgie here? <laughs> um, who the way el- you're holding your mug looks so You look just buckled right yeah. now as you're going through this. Um, you know who? Everybody loves ice cream. You listen to your uncle George. Yeah, here. listen to your Uncle George here. Um, everyone loves their ice cream. So during the holidays, go buy green creme de menthe at the uh, at the booze store, uh-huh. and just drizzle green creme de menthe on your vanilla ice cream. Oh. You get a nice minty candy cane like tasting treat. Wow. While you're getting your booze in, we've uh, that's we've, delicious. We like to do the chocolate ice cream. Yeah,
0: and then we pour Bailey's over it. Okay, same deal. Sure, tasty
2: treat. Absolutely. A little bit of a different uh, consistency, perhaps. Very good. Very creamy. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to hear your holiday confession. And that's your chance to win day number 10 of our 12 days of Christmas at Wild Rose Brewery. And please be truthful about this. Don't try to over-exaggerate. Maybe like the guy who said he eats heated mayo with popcorn. We're not sure about that one. It felt like a lie. It felt like a lie. After I
0: tried it, it felt more like a lie. Yeah,
2: we have a pretty good... You know, internal lie detector with some of our listeners, if they're texting us the truth, it's tough through text. I prefer to see your face to tell well, if you're. But lying, again, even but... they call. we yeah. can kind of, we can kindly see if you're a yeah. huckster or not on the phone line, <laughs> trying to win a prize. <laughs> We're gonna do that later on. We want to hear your holiday confessions. Confessions. Your chance to win day number ten, of the twelve days of Christmas at our good friends. At Wild Rose Brewery. All right, straight ahead, the Rose Report. Yeah, we will get you caught Maddie, up on... Maddie, yeah, Matty has to make sure he has it all deleted because the Oilers lost. They didn't win last night. Greg Kittle and the Greg Oilers Kittle and, and Leon Dreisaitl's <laughs> overtime winner. We'll fix that up. Uh, Alex has a soccer report that I'm really looking forward to. I'm excited. He's going to tee up the final at the World Cup for form. you. And Chris Kerber, St. Louis Blues public play announcer... At the top of the hour, we got lots to get to today. Let's have some fun. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
0: You're listening to the big show with Russick
2: and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960,
1: The Fan.
2: It is the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. At the top of the hour, Chris Kerber, St. Louis radio play-by-play announcer. Blues and Flames tonight down at the Dome. Friday night action. Little longer leash if you want to have some fun. Get to sleep in on a Saturday. Maybe you got a lot of holiday Christmas shopping to do. I got to stop saying holiday here. I'm allowed to say Christmas. Yeah, you can say whatever you want, bro. Yeah, Just like our one texter. I hate when people say happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas, you fools. I also don't. I also don't
0: necessarily so, understand getting up in arms about it. No,
2: okay, so I'll tell you something about this before okay. we get to the Rose Report.
0: Okay, here we go.
2: Uh, there's this uh, back home in Niagara Falls, Ontario, mm. where I'm from, not Toronto. Okay. And Niagara's not in the GTA. Um, it, would, that, that, would that count as a... Confessions. No, it's... Confessions. It would count as the truth. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, there's a dude who's got a pickup truck, <laughs> and he puts a gigantic sign on the back of his pickup truck and drives around the city, depending on what time of year it is. So uh, last year at Christmas, took the photo of it. Um, He literally had this gigantic sign on his pickup truck. It says, uh, leave the Christ in Christmas. Sick. (laughs) I'm like, and this guy's just driving around. Let him know. Oh, I guarantee he is flying around the city in Niagara Falls today with some sort of religious. Good for him. Giant sign on the back of his truck. Great. Outstanding stuff. That's what he does. Yeah. Easter, the same thing. Way to stick to your guns, bro. Yep. Guy loves his uh, religion. We're not going to get into that, but I'm just saying. Guy, the big giant pickup yeah, truck. I'm just giant signs back home in Niagara Falls. I'm happy for him. Uh, for we want to hear truck for the signs. Yeah. You know. We want to hear your holiday confession. Being so confessions. Convicted.
0: Confessions.
2: Um, something that you really, <laughs> really sticks in your craw during. <laughs> During the holidays. (laughs) 960-960 name and location on the text line. Your chance to win day number 10 of our 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of our good friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Uh, The prizes are getting better and better. And if you swim around in the pool of truth with us and give us a really good confession, you're probably going to win the prize. And we're going to do that at 730 with some phone calls, too. Sounds good. Mine is, I just can't stand... Uh, when people say, uh, if they're not going to see you until after the New Year, see you next year. Especially if it's the day of, too. Like, you see them on New Year's Eve, and then you know you're going to see them on, on New Year's Day. See you next year. It's not funny. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Uh-huh. We're getting a lot of mall stuff already. I get it. People get upset. Uh, and I think now it's the time where if you stand in a parking spot uh, trying oh. to hold the spot for somebody, I think it's in everyone's right to run you down their car. <laughs> Don't do that. Like, you can stalk the parking spot like you're the Zodiac Killer. Just go just drive down slowly down the parking and, like, put your blinker on and wait while the person's yeah. loading up and reversing. That's fine. That's fine to put your blinker on. Do not stand
0: in the spot. You're asking for trouble. It's like going into the drive-thru as a pedestrian. You know what yeah. they say to you? Beat it. Yeah. Kick rocks, Who pal. hasn't
2: done that at, like, 2.30 in the morning when you're in the bag? And they tell you... Hey, <laughs> I need, I need an Egg McMuffin. You need junior trends. Yeah. Can I get 10 of them? <sighs> One time, my buddies and I, there was like four of us. We ordered 20 Egg McMuffins <laughs> at 2.30 in the morning. It took, it took a half an hour to get them. Uh, All right. Uh, time for the road Report. And then the soccer report straight ahead with our man, Alex Brody. Get those confessions, confessions. in. Confessions. Uh, your holiday confessions. Confessions. 960, 960. Name and location. Um, your chance to win day number 10. Of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. All right, time for the Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast.
0: Marty Rose.
2: Matt Rose. Matt Rose.
0: Oh, g'day, g'day. Welcome to a Flames game day, friends. W's. That's when I'm impressed. Recovery day yesterday, so we'll get the latest on lines and scratches in a few hours' time at Morning Skate. Make sure you're keeping your eyes locked on Pat Steinberg's Twitter for the latest lines. It was a busy 12-game slate yesterday. We'll get you caught up on that. We also had a Thursday nighter between the Seahawks and the 49ers. Touchdown! So we'll tee up that and some local notes for you, too. Flames back in action tonight. They'll try to break a four-game winless streak with the St. Louis Blues in town. Final home game before the holiday break, before they're off to California for a four-game run. Like I said, yesterday was a recovery day, so we don't really know if there's going to be a ton of changes to the lineup necessarily. But if you're the Flames... You got to try and break this win, this uh, losing skid. I know they've gotten three loser points over these last four games, right. but you got to get back in the win column here. Does this feel like a Vladar start to you tonight? It kind of does. But then again, there you've got a double coming up next week. I could see it, but Jacob, Jacob Markstrom was okay in the most recent game. I could see them going either way like I have recently. You know, the. <laughs> It was strange because it was Markstrom, great Friday, got the loss. Vladar, okay, Saturday, took the loss. Markstrom Monday, outstanding, took the loss. Markstrom
2: Wednesday, Uh, uh, took the loss. I don't know. I thought he was good against the Canucks. Yeah, he was. He made enough saves for them to win that game.
0: Yeah, he was not as good as he was Friday or Monday, but he was. He kept them in the game, he gave them a chance, so. We'll take a, We'll wait until 10.30 to find out. Uh, the Path Steinberg Telethon, in support of the people who struggle to Parallel Park, begins at 4 o'clock. That's when Flames Talk... They have Talk. cars
2: that do that on themselves now.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, but still, there are some people who do struggle to Parallel Park. we got sure. to support them. Flames Talk kicks off at 4 with Patty and Logo. At 5, he'll be joined by Pike. And then Flames warm up with Lou goes at 6. Puck drop at 7 with Derek and Lou. And Paddle, of course, have your intermissions and your post-game show tonight. Uh, Last night, we had a 12-game slate, which also included the Blues. Took on the Oilers yesterday Mm. to begin a five-game road trip, leading them into the holiday break. Solid night for Tyson Berry. He had a hand in all three Oilers' goals as they led 3-2 into the final minute of the third period. They even had a power play, but they couldn't hold on. Nurse tried to clear it, couldn't, Tarasenko blocked it Good work by Kyer to get it back, they shoot, they score! Tarasenko ties the game 3-3 With the goalie pulled, an official shorthanded goal That's Chris Kerber on the uh, the radio call for the St. Louis Blues 101 ESPN down In St. Louis, he's going to join us just after 7 o'clock. Talk about St. Louis. That would send the game to overtime. Oilers still had the power play. Blues killed it off. But then the Oilers looked to score. But apparently this goal was
2: called back. On the offside. On the offside against Connor McDavid. Because it's the old rule that you can actually beat the puck in the zone if you have control of the puck. But the key word is control. But this is, if you go back to what Cale McCarr did last year, and they called it a good goal, the puck wasn't on McDavid's stick the entire time, but you can argue he did have control of the puck, which there's a lot of controversy around this goal. It's way back. Connor McDavid was offside, allegedly, and then all of a sudden the Blues end up winning, which you had no idea what happened, because you turned it off in anger. I did turn it off.
0: I well, It wasn't anger. It was just like, oh, yay, the night's over, and now I can go to bed. Okay. Um... But yeah, apparently waved off to go to a shootout. Jordan Cairo, the only player to score in the shootout as the Blues take a 4-3 victory. Other Canadian teams in action. The Leafs were down at MSG visiting the Rangers. Mitch Marner trying to extend his franchise record 23-game point streak. Leafs had some moments where they pushed, but sometimes when you push, it opens things up the other way.
2: Looking for a breaking Timmins possible 2-1. on Here comes VC. VC with a move, fires and scores. What a great play by Jimmy VC. 2-1 Rangers.
0: Jimmy VC, Mr. Vanilla. Did you ever watch the Amazon doc uh
2: docu series on uh, the Maple Leafs? Uh it was on uh yeah, it wasn't very good. It was yeah. It was fine. All it was was uh, oh, game highlight. Sheldon Key feeling at the team. Game highlights. That's all it was.
0: But he called Jimmy VC Mister Vanilla in that one episode, episode three. uh, And then uh, they eventually put VC on waivers, and then he went to Jersey. And uh, anyways, now he's with the New York Rangers. And uh, had two goals yesterday, including the game winner, which was a beauty. Sheldon Keefe uh, asked about uh, old Jimmy Vesey. How many times have you seen the next player come up big against you?
2: Like Jimmy did tonight. I don't know. Are we done? Thanks, coach. Ooh, cranky pants. Rangers went it 3-1. to one. Uh, And Mitch is going to shave that, like, dirt he had over the top of his lip, a.k.a. that mustache, because now his... Point streak's over. Twenty-three
0: game point streak is over, so yeah, a little bit of uh hygiene. Wouldn't hurt. Just saying. Canadians were hosting the ducks. Oof, wolf. With Montreal, uh, in, in Montreal, Anaheim's third stop on a five-game road trip, still looking for their first goal on this trip being shut out in Ottawa and Toronto. They would score two goals, 28 seconds apart, late in the first period to take an early lead, but the Canadiens would tie it up with a couple of pretty goals by Cole Caulfield. Good to see him back in the lineup for Montreal. Unfortunately, he'd lose John Klingberg at the blue line.
1: A draw, quick shot by the Toronto, sticked away by Allen. Frank gets it back, feeds the right point. Klingberg winds, score great screen in front as ryan strome did a drive by i
0: don't think jake allen ever saw it Klingberg's second goal of the game third of the season it's the game winner a couple empty netters as the ducks break a three-game slide with a 5-2 win over
2: le habitant that is a bad bad loss for montreal you play the worst team in the nhl or the second worst team the hawks um good lord just a horrendous effort by Montreal last night, and just watching—I I saw a bit of this game last night—just how terrifying potentially could be Zegers and Connor Bedard playing together.
0: That pass that Trevor Zegers made on the second goal, which was John Klingberg's first in the game, was absolutely nasty. He is a very good player, and imagine if he plays with Connor Bedard— not ideal. I see Trevor Zegers like a less complete Jack Hughes. Okay. Like, he's got so much offensive talent, but I just wonder if... I don't know. know—I—I I, Jury's out on Trevor Zegers. I continue to be impressed by the human highlight reel, but I'm like, ah, is he going to be a winner? I don't know. He got Sonny Milano a PTO here. <laughs> is that... <laughs> I'm just saying what, is, what does that mean I don't know uh, Jets host the Predators in a central clash one goal aside in the first period that was it through regulation UC Soros and Connor Hellebuck toe-to-toe 38 of 39 stops for Soros 24 of 25 for Hellebuck that sent the game to overtime
2: here comes Lowry right down Main Street he'll drop it for Kyle Connor 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 shoots stop rebound they score Kyle Connor will win it in overtime
0: Paul Edmonds at the call on Power 97 in Winnipeg. Kyle Connor's 12th goal of the season is your game winner. The Jets with an NHL-high seventh victory in overtime this season to one your final score. Around the upper half, the Pacific first-place Golden Knights, the United Center to face the Blackhawks. Two points each for the OGKs, the Original Golden Knights. Not bad. Riley Smith, William Carlson, Jonathan so all had two points. While Logan Thompson stopped 23 of 24 in a 4-1 victory for the Knights. They got 45 points to sit first in the Pacific. The Bruins were hosting the Kings. Got to give some credit to LA in this one. They trailed the Bruins 2-0 after 40 at TD Garden, where the Bruins are 15-0-1 this year. Not only that, but the Bruins undefeated when leading after 40 minutes of play. 15-0. Kings forward Adrian Kempe would score twice in the third to tie the game. And not only that, the Kings killed a penalty to Drew Doughty that carried over a minute and 10 seconds into overtime. Killed that off. Game went to a shootout. Oh, also, by the way, I should mention this here. Um, Trevor Moore, 27-year-old California native, signed a five-year contract extension worth $21 million earlier in the day. It's relevant as the game went to a shootout.
1: Trevor Moore. The crafty little left-hander grabs the puck, skips over the line, cuts into the right circle, shoots, he scores! He went over the glove hand, and the L.A. Kings rally from two down in the third period, tie the game, and win it in the shootout here at TD Garden.
0: New contract for Trevor Moore, scores the game winner in the shootout. First time the Bruins have lost when leading after 40 this season, and just their second loss at home all year long. Kings second in the Pacific with 37 points. Pretty impressive move. Uh, we also had the Kraken on the road taking on the Hurricanes. Ronnie Francis's old club. So a little bit of a rivalry game perhaps. The Canes jumped out to a 2-0 lead in the first period. Had a chance to extend it early in the third. Stefan Nosen awarded a penalty shot after being slashed by Adam Larson on a breakaway. It wasn't a fake shot. It was just a straight-up clapper from the hash marks posting in on a penalty shot, which I love. The Hurricanes beat the Kraken 3-2 to as the Kraken have 35 points, just a couple points back of the Kings, tied with the Oilers, although doing so in less games played. So that was the story from last night uh, around the NHL. Thursday night football saw Brock Purdy take to the field. 49ers, uh visiting the Seahawks game that was kind of make or break for the division for Seattle a last chance at it they would also need things to fall their way but a win here would have given San Fran the division title Brock Purdy questionable to start this game but he ends up getting the start and it didn't take long for him to get the 49ers on the board.
1: Ray-Ray McLeod goes in orbit motion behind Purdy and McCaffrey they fake it to him left they fake McCaffrey right they throw to Kittle over the middle five touchdown San Francisco! The
0: double pump fake before he hit Kittle down the middle. 11 straight completions to start the game for Brock Purdy. They led 14-3 at the half. And back to work in the second half for this dynamic duo, the Purdy-Kittle combo. He looks right, comes
1: left, throws down the sideline. Wide open, George Kittle! 30, 20, cuts inside, 10, cuts inside again! Touchdown!
0: San Francisco! 21-13, your final score. Niners clinched the division and a playoff spot. Second team to do so after the Eagles got it done last weekend. Purdy was 17 for 26.
2: Uh, poor Geno Smith was running for his life last night. Uh, that pass rush by the San Francisco 49ers. And that Seahawks ferocious. offensive line
0: that has been bad for a decade Not plus. good.
2: Uh, not good last night. Uh, the Niners all over him. Cham- championship level defense. Uh, it's going to be super fascinating in the NFC. How high can they get here? Maybe the second seed in the conference because the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. Um, Also saw something on Twitter last night, which is super interesting. Yeah, because the Seahawks lost. There is a path here potentially for the Packers and Lions to win out and play each other in week 18 for the winner to get into the playoffs. Cool. I really hope that
0: we have some games in week 18 that matter for the season. Like, yeah, I'm looking at that match between the Bengals and the Ravens in the final week of the season. And I'm like, if that's to decide the AFC North.
2: Super interesting. Because you, you look at the Packers next four up. games versus the Rams. Rams okay. are a shell of themselves. Okay. At the Dolphins, that's a tough game. Yeah. Home to the Vikings. Those are always interesting and divisional then Home game. to the Lions. Yeah. Mmm. Interesting. So now with that Seattle loss, that second wild card oh, opens up a wild little cards bit. Yeah. In the uh NFC. Super interesting. Hmm.
0: That is interesting. We're looking forward to Sunday's slate as well. Uh, and Saturday's slate, too. Three games on Saturday. Kevin Kiermeyer was introduced to the media yesterday. The new Blue Jay has a one-year, $9 million contract officially confirmed by the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday.
2: They have so much talent, a lot of personalities that I've always felt like I would mesh really well with. So many things to get excited about that when they reached out early and, and you know showed the interest they had... Uh, it got me excited.
0: Sounds like he's going to have a big role on this team too, George.
2: When it came to role, they said they want me to play pretty much every day. They want me wow. manning center field out there, uh, getting my rest when I need to. But there were no platoon talks or anything like that. It seems like it's my job to lose. I guess you could say, and I'm going to do everything in my power to go out there and, and play gold glove caliber defense. and do what I can offensively to just be a nice compliment to an already great offensive team. Uh, clearly uh, Ross and Mark are super horny about run prevention this season for the Toronto Blue Jays. And yeah, uh, Kevin Geirmeyer can still play gold glove level center field. And that's good for George Springer to move him to a corner outfield spot to extend his career a little bit. Cause there's, it takes way more rare wear and tear to play center. But man Kevin Kiermaier can't hit. I know he's a left-handed bat. Dude can't hit. Uh, hopefully he discovers something in Toronto here and can use his speed. Maybe at least be a serviceable hitter. Guy can't hit. So uh, when you hear like it's his job, you're like, uh, I thought you were maybe the fourth outfielder here. You're gonna be in a platoon. Nope, you're the center fielder of the team. Welcome to the team. At least it's a one-year deal, mm-hmm. so it's kind of low risk, high reward. But Kevin Kiermaier, if you're expecting him to be a force offensively, It'd be nice if he is, if his bat wakes up. Be a great surprise. But I doubt it will.
0: Raptors back at it. They'll visit the Nets at 5.30. They've lost three straight games. And locally, the Wranglers notched a 3-2 win over the Manitoba Moose at the Dome last night. They are the Jets affiliate. Flames prospects, Jacob Peltier and Jan Kuznetsov scored goals a minute and 19 seconds apart in the third period to turn a 2-1 deficit into a 3-2 victory. They actually have the weekend off. The Roughnecks play their second game of the season tonight. They visit the Vancouver Warriors at 8 after they won their opener 11-9 last weekend. The Hitmen have their last two games before the holiday break, Saturday night in Lethbridge at 7, Sunday at home at 2 for a Sunday fun day as they welcome the Oil Kings and the Stamps re-signed Calgarian Colton Hunchak. The Notre Dame High School alumnus
2: saw him the other day at the food drive for the Stamps. Mm. Excellent beard. Nice.
1: And good night, and good luck to you, sir.
2: And the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. What We got one little piece of business left to do huh, this hour. We do. Uh, our man, Alex Brody, with the Sock Report. Take it away, sir.
1: All right. This Sock Report is brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems certainty pro all the way all right i've already teed up the match and we have tommy on later so our first soccer report will just cover some storylines you need to know for the final and i'll have some fun facts about the tournament in our second report in hour three so we have argentina taking on france in the final here are some important things you should know about the match first off this will be lionel messi's last match at this tournament ever He has never won the title and is participating in his fifth edition of the tournament the final will also put messi as the sole holder of the most games at the tournament ever with 26 that is insane for those of you who are curious cristiano ronaldo made it to 22 after his run at the tournament this year so far these teams have faced each other 12 times across all competitions and friendly games in history and historically Argentina does have France's number they have six wins three draws and then three wins for France they've met at the tournament in particular three times in 1930 Argentina took down France one nil in 1978 Argentina won two one and finally most recently the teams faced off in 2018 where France won in a wild one four to three and lastly, Kylian Mbappe, the France striker, just 23 and already looking for his second World Cup title and first golden boot. Both him and Lionel Messi are currently tied with five goals. What a career this kid has had. He'll be 24 in four days, barely older than me, and a second title already within his reach. So I'll have some fun facts and stat lines from the tournament so far in our report in Hour 3. But for now, this soccer report is brought to you by Teed. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way.
2: Uh, Alex, you talk about how Kylian Mbappe is uh, younger than you and looking for his second World Cup title and has made gobs of money in his career. But can Kylian Mbappe say he has the best segment in Canadian radio?
1: True, true. That is a very good point, George. He can't. He can't.
2: He can't. Can't do what we do. Nope. Uh, Top of the hour, Chris Kerber, play-by-play voice for the St. Louis Blues on the radio. And your Tough loss yesterday. And your Christmas confessions. 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 Your chance to win day number day number ten of our twelve days of Christmas at Wild Rose Brewery. We'll do that hour two. Big show, Russican and Rose, sportsnet nine sixty, the fans.